the first thing that people started noticing is that ChatGPT very confidently will make stuff up. What this does is generate a statistical fact for you, and it links you to the story or the study on which it is based. Welcome to the AI for Creative Entrepreneurs podcast, where we guide you through the weird and wonderful landscape of artificial intelligence. I'm Kira Hug. And I am Rob Marsh. We are the founders of the Copywriter Club, and our goal is to help you stay ahead of the curve. We're going to show you how to use new AI tools to maximize your creativity, simplify your work and life, and reinvent your creative career so AI works for you and not against you. So whether you're a copywriter, marketer, or creative professional of any kind, join us as we explore the intersection of AI, creativity, and career. If you put ChatGPT and WordTune in a ring together, who would win? Listen, at first, I would have put my money on ChatGPT, but after learning a little bit more about what we as writers can do with WordTune, I might change my mind. In today's episode of the AI for Creative Entrepreneurs podcast, our guest, Yona Schnitzer, content manager at WordTune, walks us through how we can use the tool in our writing processes. The good news, there are no prompts. WordTune generates text based on your first sentence or two using a variety of spices. And yes, we are talking about spices, not talking about cinnamon or nutmeg. We're talking about adding statistical facts that are linked to legit sources. We're talking about counter arguments and even creating a joke or two. Yona also talks us through how creatives and copywriters can answer the big question, Will AI put me out of work? So we can all ultimately stay in the game. By the end of this conversation, you might go from feeling worried about your job to feeling empowered to be part of this revolution. But before we get to our interview with Yona, this podcast is sponsored by our free AI copywriting five-day challenge, which kicks off on April 26th. We just started the challenge, so it's not too late to jump into it if you want to take action today and you're not listening on the day that we release this. So to join us to experiment with ChatGPT in a creative new way so that working with you is a no-brainer for your clients, sign up for the challenge at thecopywriterclub.com forward slash AI challenge. Okay, let's kick off our episode with Yona. Let's start out by maybe just getting you know a, a quick introduction into how you got involved with AI and in particular, the company that you're at now, Wordtune. So, I mean, I got into writing in tech through traditional writing. I used to be a journalist. And then for a long time, I did copywriting and content writing, email marketing, and so on for a few different tech companies in the Televiv ecosystem. And a few months ago, I joined AI21, which is a relatively new company. They make a large language model that other companies can build their products on top of, but they are also the company behind WordTune, which is an AI writing assistant. Okay, cool. There's two different things right now. I'm, I'm guessing there may be more things in the future, but talk about those two different things, WordTune and then the other model that people can build things on top of. Let's maybe talk about that one first. What exactly is that and how would somebody uh, use that to build a, a tool that might help them? So when people um, hear the words LLM, large language model, NLP, natural language processor, the most popular one that comes to mind is ChatGPT, which has yeah. been making 
which has been making waves in the past few months. Now, ChatGPT is actually uh, an interface which is built on the GPT-3 um, large language model, which is created by OpenAI. Yeah. Um, AI21 Labs, they have a similar large language model um, with roughly the same amount of parameters. If I'm not mistaken, it's about, they both have around 180 billion parameters. And this is this is a large language model that can pretty much generate generate text, generate di dialogue, and other companies can use it uh, in order to pretty much to, to fit their use case uh, for any product that they have. For instance, we're working with some gaming companies that are using our platform in order to generate dialogue for non-playable characters within games. Um, and even some companies, there's a company called Latitude, which have a, um, a game called Dungeon AI, which is a text-based Dungeons and Dragons um, role-playing game that can okay. actually generate full narratives based on whatever the based on whatever the player wants. So wait, um, so none of it is pre-written. The AI is no. generating it like on the fly as you're playing the game. Yes, like you, the game will go where you want it to go, um, narr narratively speaking. Okay, if that isn't proof that we're living in a simulation uh, or, or something pretty close to it, uh, that, that's that's actually really amazing. Okay, so let's also talk about briefly um, what the word tune tool is that uh, you introduced me to. And I would definitely want to dive into this because it is a tool for copywriters, content writers, business writers of all kinds. Absolutely. So WordTune, as we said earlier, it's, a, it's an AI-based writing assistant. Now, at the very least, it is something that catches your errors and makes sure make sure that your grammar is correct, which is a very good tool for professional writers, uh, for people from non-native English speaking languages that still that still want uh, their writing to seem professional um, and they want it to flow well. And it can also suggest different tones for what you're writing. It can make your writing more formal or more casual. It can make it suggest ways to lengthen or shorten whatever you're writing. And recently, we've also added a feature called Spices, which actually allows it to generate text based on whatever it is that you're writing. Um, so it can really generate complete paragraphs or sentences in tune with what you are writing. So unlike other AI-generative tools, it's not meant to replace you as a writer, but it is meant to act as an assistant that kind of helps you as you go. So... Yeah, I've played around a little bit with ChatGPT, which obviously we mentioned is kind of the big one that gets all the talk right now. Are there some specific differences between the two that you can point out and say, okay, for this kind of a use, ChatGPT isn't as helpful for whatever reasons, and maybe you would want to use a tool like WordTube? Well, yeah. So first of all, I think, I mean, anyone who's ever, who's used ChatGPT will tell you it's amazing and what yeah. it can do. I kind of think the ChatGPT is kind of almost too amazing because it can kind of do a bit of everything and it's kind of a a grand showcase of generative AI capabilities but I have yet to see a lot of actual real usable content created by it I mean people they use it a lot to showcase what it can do look it wrote me this poem look it wrote me this it wrote me this post and actually an analogy that I like to use for that that do you remember that um when smartphones just came out we had this little app that was kind of like a lighter that you can that you can that <laughs> yeah you remember that yep, yeah i do when the first iphones came out people were playing around with these and and that's what people thought that smartphones were they thought they was these, these little cool screens in your pocket that you can do all these all these novel tricks with and that was before we even got into social media and location-based services and pretty much the whole mobile revolution that these smartphones brought about so I think that's kind of the stage that that AI is in at the moment. We're at the stage where we're like, they're creating all these novelty apps. So look what this can do. Isn't this cool? Everybody's showing you all these generated images. 
not only generated text, but it's it's at the end of the day, it just it's a very cool showcase. And I think that what will really shape the future in this landscape will be the products that people actually use on a day-to-day basis and the professionals integrate into their into their workflow. So with that, I'd like to show you actually what's different about WordTune. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening and not actually watching this on screen, uh, Jonas is going to share his screen here. Uh, we will share the video of this on YouTube. We can link to it in the show notes if you want to follow along and see what he's showing me. But we'll try to describe this as we're going through so that you also, uh, if you're just listening, you can see exactly what uh, Jonas is showing me. So right now we are looking at a blank page, basically, in WordTune. WordTune is that correct? The word, this is the basic WordTune text editor. It has the same features that most text editors do. As you can see here, we have uh, bold text, italics, bullets, H1s, H2, and so on. Um, so I'm going to start with just writing a sentence. Um, WordTune is a useful writing assistant. Okay. Now... The first thing that if I if I were to write this with any with any with any typos, WordTune would pick them up and correct them just like any regular spell check app. But once I, I hit the WordTune button, um, it can give me different ways to phrase this uh, the sentence. A useful writing tune is WordTune. Writing assistance like WordTune can be useful. You can use WordTune as a writing assistant, or I can ask for a more casual phrasing. As you can see here, WordTune is a great writing tool, or a more formal phrasing. Um, uh, in terms of writing assistance, WordTune is a useful tool. So this is these are the basic features of it. Now you can do this with a, with a much longer sentence and things that are actually here. Let's let's think of a a sentence that we would start off um, a blog post with. So how about we'll call, we'll 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 write a blog post about AI writing assistance. Okay, so that's a good idea. AI so, writing. So let me, I'll just describe what you're doing here. So we are in the page and there are buttons for making the content that you're writing. There's a casual button. There's a formal button. There's a rewrite button. And every time you hit one of those, it's generating four or five different options for rewording the phrase in a different way. And, and so that's, for those who are just listening and not actually watching, that's what we're seeing and, and what you're reading about it every time you show us those. Yeah. So I wrote now an opening sentence to what would be a blog post or a Facebook post about AI, AI writing assistants. So I wrote AI writing assistants are becoming more popular. So first, let's give us the word tune treatment, um, a little bit of magic. Um, Looking at some rewrite options. Here, here's a good one. The use of AI writing assistants is on the rise. Okay. So this is already... Um, a reworded version of the sentence that, that I wrote. And now I want to use this feature called spices, okay? Which what spices is, it's different elements that we can add to our, our, our writing. So let's say I click here the spices menu. And as you can see here, we have an explain spice, an emphasize spice, an expand on spice, give an example, a counter argument, define, and so on. So There's I'm just going to- a gonna, lot of them. And, and yeah. each of these basically is, is going to take that first sentence and do something with it. Each, each of these is going to generate new text based on the first sentence. Okay. So always the first one I love using is explain. Okay. So I just gave it the sentence as, as if I were going now to a person who was an expert in AI in, in AI writing assistance, I would tell him the use of AI writing assistance is, is on the rise. Explain. Okay. That's kind of what we simulated as if we're talking to an expert. So I'm clicking explain. And now what it's doing is that it is emphasizing the next two or three sentences based on what I already wrote. So what it wrote is 
AI writing assistants are becoming increasingly popular because they can help to reduce the amount of time it takes to write and edit documents. They can also help to check for grammar and spelling errors, as well as suggest better ways to phrase sentences. Now, this is all true. If I like this, I can click accept, or I can ask Wordting to create another suggestion. And it just did. A writing assistants offer a variety of features that can help make writing faster, easier, and more accurate. They are able to suggest better words and phrases, help with grammar and punctuation, and even provide real-time feedback on the content of the writing. I like this. I'm going to I'm going to accept it. Okay. Now, as a writer, I can choose to either write a few more sentences myself or ask Wordtune to add another spice. Okay. So I just added. I asked it to explain. Now I wanted to emphasize what it just what it just told me. So I'm going to I'm going to click the emphasize spice, and it's going to think for a little bit. It's going to look at everything that was written already so far. And coming up with, by utilizing AI writing assistance, writers can save time, produce higher quality content, have the assurance that their work is meeting a certain standard of excellence. Okay, now here is a very nice opening paragraph to a, to a blog post. Now, we can already see some big differences between this and ChatGPT. So the, the use case of ChatGPT here would be, I would tell it, write me a paragraph about the use of AI writing assistance. Now, first of all, just like on a UX level, um, ChatGPT is kind of this, while it is a very advanced machine, the experience of using it is very like how using computers was in the 80s, where we would type in a text prompt, like a DOS-based system, and then it would come out with the result. This is a lot more, a much more graphics-based system that it shows you, it shows you the different, the different options, the different spices, um, and allows you to toggle between them. That's one thing. And the other main thing, and this is not about the interface, this is actually about the experience. And this is about, it doesn't, it, it's not a, it's not a black box where we put something in and thus we, we ask for an output. It's meant to be used as you go. Because with ChatGPT, you can ask it to write an article for you. And then you can see that it comes out with something that is maybe 35, 40% usable. Most of it is not. And this is a very good way to make sure that A, the quality of what you are using is very high quality and B, as a writer, as someone that takes pride in his work, you, you actually do not feel weird about signing your name on this at the end because you did create this, even though you did have help from AI, this is something that you created and you built as you went. Um, and another really, really cool, interesting thing is, and this is, this is in my opinion, the biggest difference on top of uh, GPT here, that we have some features here. You can see here, statistical fact or historical fact. Now, if I, if I now hit the statistical fact spice right now, it'll try and come up with a statistical fact about AI writing assistance, about the, about the, about the subject matter that we are writing on. Um, hold on, but I think we, we, we seem to have stumped it. So um, let's try to use a different, a different topic, which is less meta. Um, so I'm gonna write, people enjoy music streaming services, okay? Now, this is a much more general topic, so it'll be easier for, for Spices to generate a, a fact about that. Okay, so here's a paragraph about music streaming services. Now, let me ask it for a statistical fact. Okay, so I just asked Spices to give me a statistical fact about music streaming services, and it gave me, on average, people spend two hours and 44 minutes per day listening to music streaming services. Now, why is this so useful to me? Because ChatGPT, when people ask it uh, to write things for them, the first thing that people started noticing is that ChatGPT very confidently will make stuff up. Yeah, and, will, and present it as truth. Yeah, it will present it as, as absolute truth, and you and 
it does not have a built-in fact checker. It does not know. It, it, all it knows is, does this sentence make sense? What this, what, what Spices does is that it can generate a, a statistical fact for you. And you see here, it links you to the story or the study on which it is based. So whenever you are using any kind of fact, you can use this with statistical facts as well as with historical facts that I'm going to now ask it to generate. So the fact it, that it came up with, it said, on average, people spend two hours and 44 minutes per day listening to music streaming services. And then you get the link back, again, I'm explaining for anybody who's not watching this, but you get a link back to the website where that fact was pulled from. So especially for content writing, where you need to sort, uh, cite your sources, this is super helpful and something that right now tools like ChatGPT simply just don't do. Yeah, um, they don't do. And also in terms of your writing, your writing being being truthful, but also if we're talking about SEO and authority in writing, that's this way using ChatGPT can be a death sentence to, to your page because it can put out a lot of misinformation. Again, with no no negative intention. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's right. not trying to put it's not out evil. That. It's not evil. It's not trying to destroy things. Yeah. It's just trying to predict. And sometimes the predictions are not right. Yeah, and as I said, it's too amazing a machine, too general a machine to really expect it to get things on this low on this on this lower resolution right. So that's why having a tool like this that is based specifically around that, around what it finds for you, making sure that it is cited, making sure that it is true, and and at the very least, giving you the means to to link to where where it's getting the information, so you can use so you can use your own judgment as a writer if you should include this or not. That is a very big tool. Right. Um, and then, so this historical fact that it just generated says Pandora was created in 2000, while Spotify and other musical streaming services did not become popular until later. The main idea of Pandora was to create a playlist based on the listener's tastes and listening habits. So it's related to, but it, it basically is giving me a whole other idea as well, where I could start writing about some of the history of musical uh, musical streaming. Um, so not only not only is it helpful maybe in backing things up, but it can actually take your writing or, or generate ideas for what to write about moving forward. Absolutely. And that's actually a really cool segment into this next spice. We have this um, expand on spice that pretty much I can tell it now, when I click expand on, it gives me it gives me a text box. Um, and I can now tell it, kind of give it a subcategory within what we were talking about to, ex to expand on. So I want you to expand on um, the large, the, here, the most popular music streaming services. Okay, so now I gave it kind of an idea um, to, generate, to generate text off of. And here, the most popular music streaming services are Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Tidal, and Amazon Music. Um, so that's kind of that. That can kind of give me information for what I need. Although it, we do need to say with the expand down, it does not give you it does not give you a citing. So it's kind of like GPT in that. So again, so use so you're supposed to use it with caution. Yeah. Um, so it's not actually supposed to be used to find you facts. It is supposed to be used to kind of to to as we said to expand on any topics that that we are talking about. Um, okay. So, so just as I'm watching you show me how to use the tool, it strikes me that one of the great things about WordTune in particular and other services like it is that it removes the need for figuring out what the prompt has to be going into a tool like ChatGPT, where sometimes you have to dial it in four or five, maybe 10 times in order to get the output that you want. 
WordTune basically takes that prompt and does all of that work for you. And if what it sends back doesn't help, you can hit a different button or you can you know do it again and it will regenerate something slightly yeah. different for you. So it kind of makes that, you're talking about that DOS interface. It, it just, it removes that and it puts uh, an interface over the top of it that just makes it push button easy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It gives you it gives you the ability to, I guess, yeah, to tweak and micromanage. Um, to, to me, it really feels like I am still writing the piece. Um, it is just a more a more advanced set of tools. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else in particular about WordTune? I I think there's a couple of spices that are like it can write a joke. Um, I'm not sure how funny those are. I know I know some of ChatGPT's jokes are not at all. They they just they don't make any sense sometimes. Although there, I've seen some funny ones as well. Nature facts, inspirational quotes. Yeah, um, so, these, so I would lots say of the, different things that it will pull for you. I would say make a joke, nature fact, and inspirational quotes. These are all kind of um, these are here for fun. Um, it's fun to use. Let's see here. Let's ask it to, to generate a joke about about Pandora and streaming services. Um, Although Pandora was ahead of its time, Spotify and other streaming services had taken the music industry by storm. It's like Pandora got left in the dust, but it's still singing like a canary. So you can expect a word tune joke generator to make puns for you. Um, but something that I actually, um, that I use a lot um, when writing that really helps the flow is a spice call is the counter argument spice. Cause you can okay. give you'll be giving uh you'll be giving an introduction on a on a certain topic so here i i erased everything up until people enjoy music streaming services music streaming services provide an easy and convenient way for people to access a music library from all over the world now i want to think of the counter argument that's a very good way to present two sides of an issue so first i can actually i can i can i'll click on the counter argument and it'll come up usually with a sentence that starts with on the other hand or something like that here we go on the other hand some people argue that music streaming services are bad for the music industry. They argue that artists are not fairly compensated for their work and that music streaming services encourage people to pirate music instead of purchasing it. Now, this is also a writing assistant, but this is also, I just got now a prompt for a, like a blog, a blog post subject. Yeah. You can come up with any issue and find the other side to that issue with, that, with the counter argument feature. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I, that seems really useful, especially if you're writing content that um, needs to address more than one side of an issue, or you could even use this, you know, may, maybe you don't want to write about the other side, but you want to be able to address the arguments that another side would make and sort of preempt some of the things that people would say. So if I was writing something pro music industry, I might look at that counter argument and think, okay, how can I talk about the way that artists are fairly comp uh, compensated for their work, right? Assuming that, that that's a true thing and, and you know, I'm not just making crap up. Yeah, exactly. And now let's say the right thing would do here. Now, if we brought up this issue, now the right thing, the right way to use it, and we're working on this now, like we're trying to make like the handbook for using WordTune Spices. So the right thing to do now would be asking it for a statistical fact, because it just, it just made this accusation about how, how, how streaming services is bad for the music industry. So it should be, you should be able to back it up with a statistical fact. So let's see if it can come up with one. Yeah, I know these are out there. I've seen them. Uh, so yeah, Spotify claims that approximately two thirds of the revenue from music streaming goes to rights holders, which presumably includes the artists. Uh, that, that, that presumably is doing a lot of heavy lifting right there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. And then I can also ask it to give me an example. 
on what on, on the topic that we are discussing. For instance, Taylor Swift famously refused to put her music on Spotify, citing the fact that the amount of money she made from the platform was not enough to support her music career. So what we did here, this did generate a few things, but did not generate a ready-made piece of text. Okay, there is some yeah. holes, kind of a jump between the problematic with the music industry and what Spotify claims, and then back to how Taylor Swift didn't make money. But it does, it is, it did give me enough building blocks now to work with as a writer to now put it to, into a comprehensive piece of a piece of writing. Yeah. Uh, as I said, this is supposed to be a tool for people that are already professional writers and not something that is meant to replace the writer on your team. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is, so I, I can see how I would use this for writing content, possibly even copy, uh, certainly some business communications, you know, I could write memos about particular projects, that kind of thing. And it, and it would help me, you know, change the tone, make something more formal or casual. So I can see all of that being useful. Um, as I'm, you know, thinking about, you know, where you guys are going in the future with this, you know, what, and I know maybe some of this may be secret, but where do you see the tool evolving to, will this become the kind of thing that can put writers out of work or what, what do you see happening here? I mean, that's a, that's a question that everyone's asking, will AI put me out of work? And the answer is yes and no. For centuries already, machines have been replacing people, but people have been also evolving and jobs have been evolving. Um, but if we look at the way all these large language models are built at the end of the day, these are all built on existing knowledge on the internet. You say the chat GPT is updated as of December 2021. I'm not sure exactly as of when AI, AI 21's Jurassic 3 is what their platform is called, when uh, Jurassic 1, I'm sorry, um, what that is updated for. But at the end of the day, it's only based on information that is already out there. So the first, the short answer to this question is, if you think of yourself as someone that repurposes new that repurposes existing knowledge instead of someone that creates new knowledge, then yes, AI will take your job because it can repurpose that knowledge more efficiently than you. But if you are someone um, that creates new knowledge, then the AI needs you to be smarter, and that's how you can compete, so you can stay in the game. But yeah. also on top of that, with what I was with what I was giving with the example of the lighter on the phone, we have no idea what's coming, and try and 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 thinking that we know. I mean, everyone now in the world knows exactly what ChatGPT is, but if we ask people, do you remember Netscape? Do you remember AOL? Which were all these, these were the biggest apps at the time with the, with the, with the dot-com boom, and now no one knows what they are, but they did lay the groundwork for what is coming. Um, I think what we can expect to see, a lot more integration of these technologies into our day-to-day -day lives. I can give you some examples of some things that we are doing with our AI platform, not with WordTune, but with the, with, with the, with the Jurassic model. We are working right now with a very large gaming company. I can't tell you which one, but sure. it is one that their games are among the most popular in the world. And they're working now on the solution where you're playing a role-playing game uh -huh. and you'll be exploring a map and you'll be coming across a non-playable character. Yep. And he will have a piece of information that he gives you, like a whole speech that he gives you, right? Yep. And you have to, yeah, you, you sit through him telling or explaining what's going on and then you move on. Now, let's say you either play the game again, you save the game or you died and you go back. So up till now, it used to be you arrive at the same point on the map at the same character and he same will save thing. the game. Yeah. So now we're working with one with with a big with a big with a major game company on a way for the for the non-playable character to give you the same information but not use the same words um every time. You know what I mean? So it can always so it, can so always it feels new or different each time you play. So it actually feels like 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 an experience. 
another another thing I can tell you is it's gonna it's gonna change the way customer services handle. I mean, customer service bots are not a new thing. People are always chatting with a robot, which people know that it really frustrates. So the first step is making it feel less like a robot and therefore keeping people's stress levels lower. But also, as you can see that WordTune, it can change tone, it can suggest different tones and so on. So these models can also detect tone. So if a customer is speaking to a customer service, to a customer service um, AI bot, the bot has, has a way of knowing, is this customer upset? Is he happy? Is he, is he angry? Because so, and then it knows if he's angry, they can, they can, it can divert him to a manager or give him a coupon code. If he's happy, it will send him a follow-up email. Can you please leave a review? And these are all these things that it will integrate itself into our lives actually in a way that is, it is invisible because everybody knows that the best technology disappears. It does not, we don't feel that it is there. So I think that's where it's going. Yeah, I I like that. I I like that answer a lot better than the it's going to destroy every job. Like you said, we're at the very beginning of this. And with the beginning of every technology, there is some creative destruction that happens. Uh, Clayton Christensen talked about that in all of his books, you know, as as how do industries get started and what replaces what. But also there's this amazing job creation, opportunity creation thing where new jobs, new companies, new products spring out of that that tend to enlarge the you know creator base as opposed to reduce it there can be a lot of um, change and some pain that goes along with that you know as we shift from one kind of work to another but almost always at the end the opportunities are greater on the on the back end of that absolutely i have i have a theory in the near future what we're going to be seeing there's this company called salesforce which is a customer a customer management platform now every major company that has large numbers of 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 customers that they they manage on salesforce that company will have a salesforce manager which is a person that's trained on the salesforce platform to use it for the company's needs so what i what i'm seeing in the near term that companies are going to start having gpt managers yeah. which will be people that know how to create the prompts in the most optimal way to get actually a better output for what for what is going on. So we'll have a lot of people um, that are, will be learning how to how to how to use these things. And actually, that is a piece of advice for the people that are worried about disruption about how AI will change. It's early. Just get to know these tools now early on, and you'll you will retain your advantage. I mean, the the response to this AI revolution is not oh no, it's going to take my job. It's realizing how well positioned you are now to be a part of this revolution. Yeah, I think that's that's fantastic advice. Um, okay, any last thoughts about AI, WordTune in particular, or you know how content creators need to be you know changing in order to stay on top of this stuff? Just two years ago, three years ago, before people were even talking about AI as a practical, usable solution, I was at a um, a UX conference. Okay, about UX writing, and one of the speakers he spoke about how the A-B testing success rate is somewhere around 20%, and that is an industry-wide figure. And he said, why is it an industry-wide figure? Because every single one of us are just copying from each other and not trying anything new. So we all have about the same success rate. And the issue now with ChatGPT or all, any any tool becoming too popular, be it ChatGPT, be it, um, um, I forget what, what, the image, what the image generation platform is. Uh, there's, um, a, there's a couple of them. Mid-journey. 
That's yes. what I was thinking about. Yes. So, so if everybody is using them, no one needs to worry about, about your job disappearing because if everyone is using them, no one is competing. Everyone is making the same level. Maybe the bar is being raised, but no one is making anything that stands out. No one is making content that's going to rank on Google and no one is making anything that will be outstanding in any specific way because essentially everyone is hiring the exact same writer. So I guess I guess my final word for for content creators is hone and sharpen your unique voice um, and find ways for you to stand out and to not sound like like what you were written was, was written by artificial intelligence. I think that will be your best way to compete in the future. Yeah, again, good advice. So Yona, if people have been listening or they've watched the demo, some of the stuff that you've shown us and they want to check out WordTune, where should they go? Um, they should go to wordtune.com. Um, there are actually two products. There's WordTune Write, which is what I showed you. There is WordTune Read, which what it does is that it reads long documents or YouTube videos for you and summarizes them for you, which is a very good studying tool. Um, also, feel free to check out our blog. There are a lot of resources there for content writers. Also, also resources on just on, on, on general content writing and market writing, but also how to do things in, in conjunction with AI and using it as a tool as you go along. And yeah, and I hope people find value in it because um, more than anything, it's an exciting time that we're living in. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm excited to share this your tool in particular, but also just this thinking about AI. Uh, like you said, we're at the very beginning of this, and I'm excited to see where where we end up going from here. So, thanks for your time. I appreciate you sharing everything that you have. Pleasure. Before we wrap, I'm curious, Kira, what takeaway do you take from my conversation with Yona? Well, the part that stood out to me the most is that WordTune can pull in facts and link to the source. And that is something that, you know, ChatGPT can't do yet. And so to me, that is definitely a good reason to use a tool like WordTune over some of the other tools because that's so important. Um, so that that definitely grabbed my attention. I also like the way it's organized. It seems really intuitive. And it does feel like I know Yona talked a lot about how the writer can still kind of own the process and be a part of piecing together the copying content rather than writing a prompt where it feels like ChatGPT is spitting out the content for you. And so I think it feels a little bit more creative. Um, I like that level of ownership and control you could have with WordTune. And then the, this, the idea around this different spices seems really fun. Um, and playful. And so that really spoke to me in a more of a creative way. Yeah, it's a, a really cool tool. It does a lot of things nicely. The fact that you don't have to put in prompts, that it just works alongside you is really nice. It's almost intuitive in the way that it helps you write. Another thing that I really like about this tool in particular, but there are a lot of writing tools that are doing this, is that it's not only dependent on ChatGPT or the OpenAI engine, it actually connects to two or three different AIs. Yuna didn't tell us what they are, but uh, being able to like combine the results from different AI engines actually helps make the writing more unique and more creative. So there's a lot to be gained from trying out tools that are different from ChatGPT. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't I didn't realize that. So that's good to know. All right. We want to thank Yona for joining us on the podcast to talk about how we can all experiment with WordTune in our own writing processes. If you want to jump into our free five day AI copywriting challenge, 
don't wait because we did just start it. It's not too late to jump in, but you don't want to wait much longer to do that. You can visit thecopywriterclub.com forward slash AI challenge. So you can participate and experiment with ChatGPT. That's the end of this episode of AI for Creative Entrepreneurs, a Copywriter Club podcast produced by Brandon Burton. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please visit Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen or watch this show to leave your review. And if you're catching this on YouTube, leave a comment below to tell us your favorite takeaway from this show. Be sure to check out the links below as well because we're going to include one that will help you save a little bit of money if you decide to try out WordTune for yourself. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.